politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots yearning for the truth on the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter. If that is your quest, if that is what you desire, this is your home. See our podcast, Daniel Horowitz, your host, back today in the house here at Blaze Media for a brand new month of August, the latter third of the year. What are we going to name August? Maybe it's time we have the month of truth, to celebrate the truth. And the way you come to the truth is through inquiry or inquiring about what matters, what's important, and debating it and weighing the merits and using your ability to inquire and reason and have a continuous train of observations to recognize what seems to be the truth. And that's what we quest for our entire life. And in most issues, you're never going to reach finality. Okay? I believe there is truth in values and morality. But in terms of the most important thing that seems to govern our lives, there is less finality than you could imagine. Yet we are to believe that everything is final except until it's not, but so long as they can control us with it, and that is the science. Yes, my friends, it is time to question the science. I don't need to tell you guys that we've lived through two and a half years of the most devastating widespread lies about science and medicine that were believed ubiquitously by 95% of doctors and scientists And it turned out not only were they wrong on every single thing imaginable, meaning they weren't even like a broken clock, which is uh, correct twice a day. They were never right. But every last thing they pushed did the opposite. So the president of the United States, the most famous man, is double masked, double boosted, and double paxed. That is Paxlovid, Pfizer's therapeutic. And it turns out just like Pfizer's shot has a phenomenon where the more you inject, the more you infect – it turns out that Paxlovid does that as well, and he got the rebound, and it still won't change people's minds. And you're like, are people insane? Do they not believe in basic science? Well, yes, the people who use science to silence debates and control our lives the most are the ones that actually don't believe it. Because science, at its core, is rooted in observation. Okay, and you might think that there's very convincing evidence especially if you have people manipulating you and using imagery and all sorts of propaganda, it might look very real over time. A certain phenomenon, a certain theory, hypothesis, and then you have observations that just completely blow it up. You can't ignore those observations. And that's what we've done. How many of you are strong believers in faith that the God of Abraham created the world? Okay, it's going to be overwhelmingly most people who are in this audience are going to believe in that very strongly. And that's part of faith. We have to have some degree of faith in order to have free will, um, you know, reward and punishment to make our lives meaningful and get to the next world. And that's a basic tenet of Judeo-Christian values. Both Judaism and Christianity is built upon that. 
So we have faith, but we admit that it's a faith. Now, because it's a faith, we absolutely will not question God's existence. We know it's true. So everything that happens will explain as proof in God's existence. The scientists work the same way. Except they'll tell you it's scientific law, it's not faith. So anything that happens automatically, well, okay, the shots work, it's just we have to explain what this does. Paxlovid works, but it's just this. And nothing will ever change it. Masks work, that's the starting point. The question is, how many other things have we been lied to about you know, as it relates to science, as it relates to governing our lives, medicine, anything, that it's absolutely settled law. And any sane scientist and doctor would believe it. Except it's not. I mean, you you look at just the last couple weeks, the fact that the Alzheimer's research on what causes Alzheimer's was pretty much fabricated. The safety of SSRIs, antidepressant drugs, false. You know, all those years where we had saturated fat and butter is bad for you. So let's move on to margarine and seed oil, which is really bad for you. How many doctors believe that? There's this hubris that somehow we live in an era where we have everything at the palm of our hands. That all you have to do is just look it up on Google And you know the answer right away with precision. And legitimately, in some ways, but very uneven ways, technology does improve over time. And you do discover new facts. But you don't know everything there is to know about it. And this is where we need to go because science has such a mellifluous sound in in the English language and humanity that it really was the most brilliant tactic to use science to create a blockade around our intellect and our mind that you'll never think outside of it. Okay, well, God created the world. You know, that's the beginning of Genesis, so everything starts from there. So likewise, in the faith of scientism, it's, you know, well, this is how it is. This is how viruses spread. This is where it came from. This is what you do. And, you know, you're crazy if you don't believe in that. It is settled science. Remember, almost everyone believed, and many of them to this day, believe in the utter voodoo of masks. Almost every doctor does to this day when it actually has been almost categorically proven they don't work. If you want to talk about settled science, um, it's settled the other way. And they believe in it. It is settled science that the vaccines are killing young people in a shocking degree, it's just a question of the, the details we're still learning. See no evil, hear no evil. Although that is reaching a breaking point. With devastating consequences. Ronald Reagan once said, Freedom is the right to question and change the established way of doing things. It is the continuing revolution of the marketplace. It is the understanding that allows us to recognize shortcomings and seek solutions. It is the right to put forth an idea scoffed at by many experts and watch it catch fire among the people. It is the right to stick to dream, to follow your dream, or to stick to your conscience, even if you're the only one in the sea of doubters. And we, we need to really start embarking on an inquiry into 
how many things do we take as a given, especially in science, that it has to be this way, was this way, and everything revolves around that, without questioning it. And even when you have bizarre things come up, you have to immediately explain it away to accommodate the science rather than just trying to pursue the truth. It, I mean, this is the new thing, that yesterday's conspiracy is today's truth. And again, it doesn't mean every conspiracy theory put forth on every issue is right. You know, you have people that will, you know, that could become an idolatry the other way, that they're certainly, they're sure that they figured out the world in their way, and, you know, it's three Bilderbergers and... Rothschild sitting here doing this at any given time or whatever. So, you know, you have crazy things come out sometimes and it turns out their theory was right. Doesn't mean they're always right. But what we certainly know is the people with the most power in the global governments are certainly wrong all the time. And the point is, you have to, in the era we live in, when scientism is so strong and the imagery that they have and the technology they have to just make you believe it. I mean, Ukraine looks so real. COVID, their narrative looks so real. And the people bought into it. And they're going to keep doing this to us. You have to just be able to see through that and, and, and be a critical thinker and look at the train of events and history and statements being made along with an inquiry into the physics and whatever, you know, medicine. And you put it all together. And you go with a preponderance of evidence to determine what you believe, but that could all that could still evolve as time goes on. So let this month be the month of truth bombs. As we have Joe Biden getting the every last thing, the mass, the shots, and Paxlovid were repudiated all in the most powerful man. And yet still, it won't change anything. Even Republicans are not saying, we're going to lie down on the tracks now, and we are going to have a budget fight over everything we're funding and doing and auditing everything we're doing over COVID because the President of the United States has disproven every one of those things. No, they're going to fund Paxlovid more in the budget. It won't change them. It won't change them. If the last two and a half years hasn't changed you as a human being, you have no heart and you have no brain. And unfortunately, that applies to most of my colleagues in conservative media. The way they talk about issues, the type of issues they focus on, their strategies, it's as if the last two and a half years didn't happen. If I would take the most crazy conspiracy theories ever put forth on any issue, they don't come up to the knees of the reality of what we've lived the last two and a half years, just in terms of the magnitude of the consequences of what it did to humanity. You know, we had Friday's show on, we had it with a psychiatrist from the UK talking about the damage this has done to kids, just psychologically, before we even get into just the physical number of people who died, the young people who died from the shots, the seniors who died from the, you know, isolation, and then died from COVID because we wouldn't treat it. And died from COVID because it was created and manipulated. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. And no one seems to be inquisitive about it. It's weird. Like, I could never be a full hack for any ideology, party, or person, or political leader. Just because if you know me by now, you'll know I'm an inquisitive person. 
And I, I just, I can't carry water for anything. And when you have crazy things that happen and a train of things that point to a certain direction, you got to start peeling that back. And we're going to keep doing this. Now, one way you can do this is by supporting our sponsor today, Patriot Mobile. Why? Because if you don't, that means you're going to be supporting those who spy on us and censor us, like T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT&T. Why give them money so they can give money to causes that hate you when you could use Patriot Mobile, which uses the same cell phone towers, so you get the same service, but at the same time, they have our values, they share our values, they actually donate to um, causes of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR today or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code CR to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, you will get a special discount. Come join our movement and make that switch today. Stop funding those who hate you. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR, patriotmobile.com slash CR, or call their exclusive U.S.-based English-speaking customer service line at 972-PATRIOT. Again, activation code CR. So just wanted to, with this theme, use some of the news today. Obviously, the, the latest science is sustainable development, Agenda 2030, um, Build Back Better, The Great Reset. In the past, we would have thought, oh, these are terms of conspiracy theorists. No, listen to what they're saying. Folks, take a listen to this. Um, the Danish prime minister is a very important person to discuss in this context. Um, this dude, where's the clip here? I was just about to play it. Prime Minister Mark Root, if I'm pronouncing it right, R-U-T-T-E. He's a big um, disciple of the WEF. And listen to him literally quoting from Klaus Schwab's book here in this time of coronavirus. It's certainly a major crisis, but it also offers us a unique opportunity. Now is the time to make the changes we need to build a climate resilient world, to increase prosperity and improve public health, but also to build back better, fostering green and inclusive recovery, and to achieve progress towards the 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. I can hope we can seize this momentum. So, folks, you heard that. This is the man that is in charge of seizing the farmers' lands, ensuring that they cannot use nitrogen, which is responsible for, you know, the bountiful crop yields that have allowed us to sustain a rapidly growing planet. And they want to have sustainable goals. They want to reduce the population. This is the best way to do it. This is not a theory. This is literally what's going on. Great Reset. And he says, sustainable development pressing ahead with Agenda 30. He literally says that. Last week, we played Jacinda saying that. And, and that brings me back to what we're confronted with this week, which is the Build Back Better legislation that they want to pass through budget reconciliation, which is the one – it's, it's a Senate rules that you have the opportunity to you know, pass this budget resolution and then pass a reconciliation bill and use it – to pass it without a filibuster. So if you have 51 votes, which they technically have with the vice president's vote, if they keep all the Democrats on board, they could pass it. So here's the deal. Build Back Better, when have you ever seen the seminal piece of legislation from a political party in America being named after a global phenomenon that every Western government is using? 
Now, every Republican legitimately is opposed to Build Back Better, okay? Now, notice that Republicans often oppose the things unanimously that they no longer have the votes to stop. But when they actually have the votes to stop it, they don't all oppose it. (laughs) Notice the one-two step there. So I just want to let you guys know that it's not just that Mitch McConnell and 17 Republicans in the Senate voted to give away their leverage on this CHIPS bill. This is the bill that funded hundreds of billions for the big chip companies like Intel to work with China to uh, you know, just free bailout money, but also funded over $100 billion to the National Science Foundation, the National Foundation of Technology, all these things within the Department of Commerce that are literally pushing Agenda 2030, literally pushing depopulation. That is the science. The National Science Foundation represents the eugenics, COVID fascism, Agenda 2030. That is literally what they are. No one could prove otherwise. That's what McConnell funded. So right now, we're, there's going to be a lot of talk on conservative talk radio about all oh, the Democrats are pushing this build back better, you know, giving hundreds of billions of dollars to you know, climate change and, and green energy and environmental social engineering, and that's going to affect our food and fuel and everything. But Republicans voted for a baby bill that not only politically gave them the leverage to go with um, budget reconciliation process-wise, but that bill itself did this. Um, as I mentioned last week, one of the biggest things of the science now is getting rid of food production and creating a famine. Right? This is going on in Canada. It's going on in Ireland. It's going on in New Zealand now. Um, and it this is at its core what happened in Sri Lanka. Right? People think Sri Lanka is some backwards place. <clears throat> But the reality is, you know, because usually when you think of like a WEF guy, you think of Western Europe, you think of America, New Zealand. But President Gotabaya Rachabaska, whatever, the guy who was forced to flee because the people rebelled, I believe is in Singapore, I think now. Um, so why do we have this full-scale rebellion? Well, because there's severe famine and poverty. Well, why do you have that in Sri Lanka? Well, last year, that president, who was a WEF guy, he imposed a 100% ban on nitrogen and other things in farming. And as many of you know, the World Economic Forum even touted Sri Lanka's ESG plan as a way of making the country prosperous. It was like a headline, you know, Sri Lanka to be prosperous by 2022, you know, or 2025 or something like that through the sustainable development and everything. Now they actually deleted it from their website because they're in full-blown famine. But, you know, it's cached, thank God, and, and we're able to catch it. So it's not just the Dutch farmers that are under this. You have Canada's Trudeau is promising to cut nitrous oxide emissions by 30% by 2030. Again, notice this 2030, 2030. This is not a conspiracy. They're openly saying it. They're legislating it. All the leaders of these countries are, are using the terms incessantly, openly, happily bragging about it. The Irish government is seeking a 30% cut in carbon emissions on farms. New Zealand plans to cut to a massive tax on um impose a massive tax on cattle farmers for burps and methane emitted by cows. And then before we even get to the budget reconciliation bill, this is the bill that I think Biden signed it, if not he's about to sign it. It passed the Senate, it passed the House. This chips bill, section 10103 of the bill, it talks about earth and environmental system sciences activities. This is all funded through the National Oceanic Atmosphere Administration, National Science Foundation, Environmental Protection Agency, 
National Aeronautics and Space Administration, right? So NASA, Department of Agriculture, Department of Interior, all the people that are working on the Great Reset. It it, it, uh, directs them to carry out activities relating to Earth and environmental systems science research, which may include activities to understand, observe, measure, and model the response of Earth's atmosphere and biosphere to changing concentrations of greenhouse gas emissions and any associated changes in climate. The Republican leader for whom we are longing to win back the Senate so he could become the majority leader, he voted for that. But then the subsection B, to understand the coupled physical, chemical, and biological processes to transform, immobilize, remove, or move carbon, nitrogen, and other energy production-derived contaminants such as radionuclides and heavy metals, yada, yada. Now, mind you, they don't seem to mind heavy metals when they're in vaccines um, and in, in big pharma drugs and in foods, but somehow you know, food processing, but somehow with the farming, they're all into that. But anyway, I must say nitrogen. We all know about carbon, but notice this concerted joint effort on cutting out nitrogen. Nitrogen is to food yield what oxygen is to humans. Republicans voted for that. Now, they're all going to tell you, well, Daniel, you know, we oppose big build back better. Yeah, but you don't have the votes now because now they're going to do budget reconciliation. They can do it without the filibuster. And um, Manchin already, like the fraud he is, said he's going to go along with it. Right? So what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? Well, I'll tell you there is something to do about it. If you really believe that it's the Great Reset and it's going to destroy America and create inflation like anything, and, and by the way, again, Republicans will only talk about inflation. They're like, build back better. The problem is it's cost too much money. That's the least of the problems. It's what it funds. It's not the costing of the money. It's that it's going to lead to the long-term equivalent with food and energy, what they did with medicine. And, and it, will do to, it will continue to accelerate what they did with medicine too. And all the while, while this is going on, Moderna and Pfizer announced that mid-September is their target to release their new recombinated variant, Omicron variant shots without any clinical trials for the first time in history. Again, not that it matters because even when they did do the clinical trials, they were all fabricated and, and full of fraud, but they can do it out in the open. And then... See, they're going to benefit from the fact that their shots failed. Because now it's going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a mismatch. It didn't work. So now here we have the new one. And I'm telling you, they're going to line up for it. They're going to talk about twindemic again because the winter will be coming. The flu is going to be. And they'll have, they'll have monkey pox. They'll, they'll have avian flu. All this stuff they'll throw at you. And again, 95% of doctors and scientists will buy into it just like they already did, just like they bought into Global warming. Oh, I'm sorry. Climate change. How could you have not just ironclad scientific principles, but ones that govern our lives in the most devastatingly consequential ways that there's near unanimity of opinion and have it be wrong? And the, way, and the reason is simple. Because when you convince an entire people that you can never inquire behind that wall, that the starting point is there's climate change. What are you going to do about it? The starting point is COVID naturally came about 
and it's gonna kill us all if we don't do A, B, and C. Well, then everyone falls into line because no one wants to be viewed as the fool. That's how you get everyone in line. And that's how we've been lied to about a lot of things over the years, health, science, and we, we, we need to start looking at that. Bastiat once said, to rob the public, it is necessary to deceive them. To deceive them, it is necessary to persuade them that they are robbed of their own advantage and to induce them to accept in exchange for their property, imagery, services, and often worse. So they're like, hey, we're doing it for your own good. You're going to die. We need to save you. We're going to give you some bennies. We're going to give you some handouts. And Republicans vote for it every time. But it doesn't have to be this way. If Republicans really felt this way, like I started to say, I got a little distracted there, they could promise never to cooperate for the rest of the session with the Democrats. We are going, we're not going to vote for your budget bill. Remember, budget reconciliation is not the budget bill. It's a different, it's a different process. So the budget bill is still, is still subject to a filibuster, and they could block that. They could block the defense authorization bill. And they can make demands until if you pass budget reconciliation, we're not going to pass that for you. And there will be a government shutdown and we're going to fight over everything that's in that Build Back Better so people know that you're going to starve them to death. You're going to push the transhuman agenda and we're going to talk about COVID and we're not going to fund the shots. We're not going to fund Paxlovid. We're going to ban the masking. We're going to ban all this stuff. We're going to ban immunity for vaccine companies. We're going to repeal the, 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 the PrEP Act and the 1986 exemption for liability, and that's going to be an exchange for voting for the budget bill you want. No, they're not going to do that. And the Democrats know that. This is all a fake fight. So the gravity of what we face is enormous, and they have broken the last tackle. There's no safeties in the back, downfield, to stop them. You have to be those safeties. And this has all come about because we have allowed this, these lies, to persist for so long. And they say it with such sincerity. And people are like, I don't know physics. I don't know meteorology. I don't know climatology. I don't know. They must be right if all the scientists seem to believe that. But now we came to COVID where I think we all saw with our own eyes that there were things that were causing harm and not working and negative efficacy, and they'd push it anyway. The smartest doctors. You have someone dying on their deathbed, and they'll be like, you know, you're due for a booster. Boom, let's put that in your body. No problem. What? That's insane. You know, you get to UFOs. It's funny. UFOs used to be the um, paradigm to explain someone who's kooky, right? And now you have congressional hearings on it. Clearly, there's something going on. What it is, I don't know. I haven't put much time into studying that. But all the people and all the testimony and all the evidence over the years turned out to be too compelling. There's something going on there. You know, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but um, I'll throw this out there that's kind of in the news this week. They're trying to send back uh, unmanned rovers to the moon. And they're going to launch it. NASA's going to launch it in, you know, sometime later this month. And they're talking about it. There's a lot of very bizarre statements that NASA has made over the last, I'd say since Trump took over in 2017. Something doesn't add up. Okay? 
We are told that within a matter of a few years, they cracked the code when computers were the size of <clears throat> a room <clears throat> and could do less than today's calculator. We were told, July 1969, they made it 230,000 miles through the radiation belts to the moon without, without a hiccup. And they did it five times without a hiccup. And even Apollo 13, the, the, the other one that there was problems with, it was more because it was an exploded oxygen tank on board. That could have happened during even low-orbit space missions, like any space mission. It wasn't that one of the known challenging, challenges inherent in going to the moon caused that. It happened flawlessly. Okay. I always wondered as a kid, I was like, why does the space program seem to be constantly waning and waning? It, you know, like, we never went back to the moon. We certainly never advanced upon that. And then over time, you know, the space shuttle program was scuttled. Now we can't even get into space. But if you listen, so I always thought in my mind, you know, I never questioned it. I thought in my mind, like, oh, that's just, you know, it's very expensive. And it just turned out to be a nice adventure. Um, it turned out to uh, raise the morale of a, of a country locked in a cold war with with uh, um, the Soviet Union. Okay, but you know we didn't really find much out of it, and it's not worth it. So kind of all right, you know, kind of scuttled it. But then Trump comes to power, and Trump, you know, he's very into that patriotic imagery. He's very into kind of that Teddy Roosevelt. Um, mentality is like, yeah, you know, we should, America should, we should go, you know, why don't we go back to the moon and we should go to Mars, right? You know, and there's one thing, you know, haters, lovers of Trump know about him is that he is very into that type of imagery. And also he doesn't give a darn about spending. <laughs> I think we all agree he's he's going to spend whatever money he wants. He gave the Democrats everything he wanted. So certainly he could allocate enough money to NASA. And, 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 and again, Let's not forget, NASA is one of the swampiest. You know, my whole my whole life, I I, I was emotionally invested. I loved the space program. I, I thought that was terrific. But let's, you know, we always knew NASA led the way on global warming and they lead the way on all the Agenda 2030 things, all the evil things. And it's truly devastating to a lot of people that kind of have mixed feelings that you know they were very into the space program and you know it sounded very fascinating and very kind of patriotic and things like that. So Trump comes in and is like, yeah, let's go back to the moon now. Freeze frame right there. I thought, oh, we just didn't put the money into it. Just, you know, it wasn't worth the time. But again, let's go back to what we know. Something that you are able to do flawlessly five freaking times 50 years ago when the, the, the navigation computer technology was nothing. So, and you were able to do that really quickly because there's a recording there is a um, live recording, not just the transcript, of Kennedy a month before he was assassinated in late 1963 expressing concern to his NASA administrator. And the NASA guy, I forgot got his name, um, admitted to that. They you know, agreed. He was like, man, even if I get reelected, this is not happening, right? And he's like, I'm sorry to say no. It, it won't be in your, in your term. It was very clear from their conversation that – two, two and a half years into his famous speech, they really didn't make too many advances. That's what it seems to indicate in, um, in, in achieving that goal. But then we're to believe in literally less than six years later, 
they kinetically had it to land three people there flawlessly, which would have to have mean that several years earlier, they already had the blueprints, the concepts to go through all the things and solve all the problems if if by July 1969, you kinetically were able to land human beings and knew you were able to take that risk. Um, so somehow that, that, that had to have gone from zero to 100 very, very quickly. But okay, and, and without any computers, without anything, I mean, wow, that's... And, and fine, okay. Fast forward to 2017, and you listen, and I, I don't have the clips here because I didn't mean to do a show on this, and I want to move on, but I just want to kind of prove the point. Fast forward now, and they are openly saying it's not just the money. We've never spared resources on things we wanted to do like that. I mean, the chips bill, something most Americans never heard about, is $280 billion, and they're saying this is going to cost $30 billion. Okay, so spend it. You know, back then, we were budget conscious in the 1960s. Now we're not. Give me a break. That's not the reason. You listen to what they say, and they will tell you, we do not have the technology to leave low-orbit Earth. That, at most, is, I think, 1,200 miles. We cannot do it. That's what they're telling us. We have to start from scratch. Somehow we don't have the blueprints. We don't have the, 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 the hard prints. It's all gone. I, I don't know what that means. But they openly say it. They openly say that the, the unmanned drones, or whatever you call them, the rovers, we have to watch out with the Van Allen belts, which is just outside of the 1,200 miles, much less the 230,000 miles. We have to watch out that it doesn't get radiated. But we were able to put 12 human beings through past that flawlessly when the capsule of the Apollo was was paper-thin metal. There's nothing else to it. There weren't anti-radiation stuff, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, dealing with that. They were totally solved the Van Allen belt thing. And that was always a mystery. But fine, maybe it wasn't such an issue. That's what I thought. Okay, maybe we were wrong. It really wasn't much of an issue. But now they literally say, there's this famous quote from, I forget, one of the NASA people when he was talking about the one of the missions to Mars, how it was so critical getting past the Van Allen belts. And then he said, and this is, I'm paraphrasing here, this is going to be very instructive in teaching us how to get humans past there. And everyone jaw dropped, like, what? What do you, what do you mean? We, we did. And we did that 50 years ago. My father was telling me recently, um, you know, because he's a nuclear engineer, and just with the military equipment, you always have to worry about it getting, um, uh, you know, problems with radiation and destroyed. And, and the technology that he himself was involved in using and developing, uh, the anti-radiation technology over 50 years ago is like, it's like saying, you know, airplanes to horses and buggies. It's like, what? You know, so we were able to solve it then, but now it's a problem. And then they, it's, it's just in the news, they pushed it back another year when they think they can go to the moon. But if you read conceptually how far along we are, it seems kind of weird. So it it took just a few years. If you if you truncate that time that they actually worked on the moon from where it seems like Kennedy had nothing to when they had it all, where it's now taking us longer when it shouldn't take any time because we should be able to do it right away. Okay, so you construct certain things, you have money. They have tons of money. It's not the problem. But not only that, they're telling us they're going to go to Mars 50 million miles away. Minimum period of time, once every two years, you have a small window that it could take as short as seven and a half months in each direction. Could you imagine the challenges? And they just believe, people would just believe it. Yeah, that's what they're going to do. 
I don't know what to think. But I'm just telling you, these are the things that happen. Like Ukraine. Ukraine was the biggest thing. You saw the imagery and everything. And then after two weeks, it's like died down. No, I'm saying we focused a lot on the politics of Ukraine, how it's a fraud and everything. And I think you guys understand that the corruption, the terrible policies were flushing money down a corrupt regime. That much we get. But just physically, what is going on there? None of us have a real handle on that. And, And these are the things we have to start inquiring. I don't know. I want to be very clear. I'm not insinuating that I know what is going on in some of these things. I have it all figured out. All I know is what they are prima facie telling us doesn't make sense. Like they're like, you have to wear a mask to protect the other guy, but it doesn't help you. It always conveniently works out for whatever they want at a given time. Again, I'm not going to sit and go into, you know, with the moon, the 50, 60 different questions that don't add up scientifically. I'm more bothered politically by what they're telling us. It doesn't seem to add up. And I think we all need an answer for that. See, typically we don't inquire because we're born with something. God created the world. We went to the moon. This is the, the laws of physics are like this. This is the science. This is the medicine. This is what's good for your health. This is what's bad for you. So anything that's funny that happens, just subconsciously, we explain it away. Oh, it must be this. But then sometimes you look at the government and they're not saying that. We're saying it. Because we want to fill in the gap, logically, because we don't want to believe anything differently. I don't know, but it's time we get to the bottom of this stuff because there's just too much going on. If your answer is, it's crazy, too many people would have to buy into stupidity, that's no longer a good answer because we saw the entire world bought into genocidal insanity that destroyed the economic, physical, mental, behavioral, developmental health of an entire generation, killed millions of people from the shots, injured tens of millions of people. The masks were insane. And to this day, we have not halted it. And they're actually doubling down on it. And they're succeeding in doing it. And maybe not unanimous opinion now, but still the majority of of them buy into it. So the fact that everyone buys into something nowadays is even even easier to understand because of the way our communication is. You immediately saturate people with what would have taken five years to brainwash people before. You could do it in five days. So everyone's just going to follow it and not inquire behind it like – Maybe the whole thing is BS. And that's what we need to start asking. Because I'm telling you, I'm promising you this. Science will be used to destroy us. (laughs) Okay, every last thing that they're doing and going to do is going to be rooted in science. And, And it's a brilliant tact. Because everyone loves science, and science is synonymous with law. Like, like, you know, undisputable, unassailable law. Science is the highest level of proof. If you tell someone this is science, that means, you know, if I, if I sit and jump into a, a pool 30 feet deep, and I don't know how to swim, okay, I'm going to go down and I'm going to die. I know that. And that's why I'm not going to jump in that thing. That's what they want to teach you. So whatever they want to do for their transhuman agenda, 
whatever you want to call it, the, the sustainable development, Agenda 2030, Great Reset, we've heard it enough. Build Back Better. They're going to use science. And, and let's face it, at its core, most conservatives bought into this. Slowly, a lot stepped away from it. Because Why did they buy into it? They didn't buy into abortion. They didn't buy into guns. They didn't buy into you know tax and spend. But they bought into the most harmful policy of the left ever. Most conservatives, and I'm sure many of you know, have family and friends that are ardent conservatives on every issue, but bought into COVID fascism, and some to this day maybe still do. I certainly know people like that. Because they smartly couched it in science. This is why it is so important we start raising questions about science. Because science is subjective. There's very few things that are fully proven. We have good theories. It makes sense. We might not have a better way of explaining it. But it doesn't mean we know every last thing there is to know about chemistry, biology, physics, astronomy, geography, Every last thing, we know every last distance and every last measure to down to the centimeter, we just do. I mean, you look at meteorology, and I think we all, because it's something we could all relate to. Technology, of course, does improve in certain ways, but very unevenly. So we have wondrous computer models. And, you know, they could track storms that we never had before. And you could have a broad warning of them. But you want to talk about its trajectory within 12 to 24 hours? You know, here in the Northeast, where I am, so the big excitement every winter are the nor'easters, the coastal storms. You know, and if you live along the I-95 corridor, it's always like, okay, are you going to be on the warm end of the front, the cold end? You know, 15 miles makes a, a, a difference, it jogs a little bit more to the north, it brings in the warm air, jogs too much off the coast, then it's cold, but you don't get much from it, you know, and you can never, when that thing starts, they start hyping it like eight to ten days before, and, uh, you know, every day it just changes. The computer model of yesterday wasn't wrong until now it's right because they adjusted it, and then it's wrong again. Okay, I mean, we can't predict within a day, but, but we're to believe that we can grab a globe like it's in the palm of our hand, grab the earth, and measure every last inch of it, consistency every second of every minute of every day of every year for 150 years, and come up with a median or average to show it's changing, and, and, and we'll, we'll put it out with a straight face. Well, yeah, you're stupid. You don't know science. Of course we could do that. So most people are like, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, I don't know science that well. I never did that well in school. In, in, in this, science is not my thing. I'm more of a law, English, philosophical, reasoning, logic guy. But then again, is logic and reason not a good skill to have with math and science as well? Some of the details you need to fill in with that. But prima facie, what they're saying should philosophically and logically make sense. Okay? Rarely does something prima facie just sound insane, but it's like, if you understand the science, it, it works. You got to inquire behind that. It, it's funny, when you go into some of these other things that people have dabbled with, and I haven't, 
that are of less consequence to us geopolitically, but they're, you know, questions nonetheless about certain scientific things. People are like, there's no way, what, for 500 years we've been lied to about this or that. Dude, I mean, could you think of just the devastation of global warming and COVID fascism? Nothing has devastated us policy-wise more than that. And everyone believed in it, and it was all a lie. And we have to be very careful with this. Now, what you can't do is without evidence saying, oh, I believe this is what it is. Because there's nothing really final. Okay? Or, or we could have finality that certain things happen. But why does it happen? What's behind it? And there's theories. And we take them as scientific law. But are they law? And not just theories. And that's the thing. And with medicine and pharmaceuticals, it's devastating. Mental health and Alzheimer's, the SSRIs, cholesterol, saturated fat, one after another. And then ironically, that same industry at the same time brought you the sugar, the carbs, and the processed food and the, um, you know, the seed oils that for sure are a problem. I'm talking about things that have devastating consequences. Again, I'm not going to sit and tell you I've researched this all and I could tell you the moon thing never happened. I don't know. But what I do know is if it was a hoax, it took less to do that than what they did incontrovertibly to us now and of much less devastating consequence. And frankly, it would be much, much, much more understanding. Remember, Star Wars under Reagan, Reagan completely lied about that, that never existed. But it was a good lie, and I'm glad he lied about it. It was a great psyop on Russia. So in the past, we would lie to bolster America. Now we lie to destroy America. But, you know, nonetheless, you know, it would make sense that they embarked on it. It was a great thing, and they just saw it wasn't working. So then they tried to do a parallel thing, and that would explain why we never did it afterwards. Can't even get off the ground with doing it now at least a human flight, and the Russians who copied every damn thing we did, and believe me, now we know more than ever, they've had spies everywhere. That's the one thing they never copied and never tried to do and laughed at. There might be great reasons for this. I don't think we have enough evidence to say what did happen. But there's something funny. And again, I'm not, so to me, that doesn't have so much consequence NASA funding, you know, we waste money on everything, so it's like a drop in the bucket compared to the stupid policies we do. I'm more concerned about NASA's non-space activities that they do promoting the Great Reset and all that stuff. But NASA is the epitome of scientism, and it has such a, it carries such weight with people. Remember, they were the leaders of pushing global warming. I just want you to remember that. And I remember having very mixed feelings because growing up, I loved the space program and was so into it. And I really loved NASA. And I always believed we should spend more money on NASA because I kind of viewed it like the military, like any Republican, like, you know, you got to fund the military, never, no questions, military, military, more, more, more. So I, I, I viewed NASA like that too. And then I started, started seeing the global warming stuff. And then now we have the military, unfortunately, the same way. And that's how you have to break out of political paradigms as well. Okay, break out of it. 
that what we're doing is not working, that we're being lied to. You know, there's a CBS poll out that asked Republican voters, do you think Trump is fighting on for us on the issues that matter? That's my slogan. So not just fighting for us, but they actually asked on the issues that matter. And then they asked, do you believe congressional Republicans are fighting for us on the issues that matter? 82% said that Trump is fighting for us on the issues that matter. 82%. And to this day, he not, not only won't touch the vaccines, which is the biggest issue that matters to the consequence of human life now, he won't even fight it. And on the food agenda, the farmers, he might touch it here and there, but he's certainly not leading on that. But then what's worse is, among Republican voters, do you believe the congressional Republicans are fighting for you? It's less than the amount that believe Trump is fighting for us, but still 68%. Now, some of that might be a little bit subjective because if you ask Republican voters, do you like Republicans, even a, a Republican voter that doesn't really like Republicans, it's kind of relative to the Democrats. So they mean, like, as opposed to the Democrats, yeah, I believe in that. But then if you would ask them in a separate poll, like, do you think Republicans are betraying you sometimes and Mitch McConnell is selling you out? Do you think they compromise to um, Democrats too much? I'm sure you'll get a pretty favorable response on that as well. So, you know, I want to temper that poll a little bit, but still, it's extremely disappointing. Too many people are just stuck on their paradigm. And I could tell you I'm not the same person I was February 2020. And none of, none of you should be. There are just too many things that are of insane consequence that look so real. And then it turns out the entire thing is a hoax. Almost everything does. Now, it doesn't mean that every last event that happens in the world that the media jumps on was contrived. But um, it does mean you have to follow your instincts, follow your logic, follow the, um, your interpretation of a fact pattern, your observation of a continuity of statements, actions, facts, and put it all together and say, wait a minute, there's something wrong sometimes. You know, I know I'm going to get a bunch of emails, and, and it's fine. Email me on all what you think of this, Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com. But, you know, when people started looking at the 9-11 stuff, I was like, I'll give it a fair hearing. You know, the people that, that the, they're called the 9-11 truthers. Because legitimately, the government has clearly gotten a lot of benefit from that and lied about a lot of things and um, imposed on us terrible policies that served as the precursor to some of the power and the surveillance state that they're using and have used for COVID fascism. We're going to do a show a little bit later this week with a special guest on the surveillance state and, and privacy and the challenges to that and what we can do about it. But, you know, and I looked at the preponderance of evidence and I really know. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, the questions don't resonate with me. The narrative that we see actually does make sense to me. You could have, I believe our government is evil and I'm, I, would our government, would I put it past it morally for them to have done that? Not at all, because what they did with COVID was 100 times worse and killed exponentially more people, both from the virus and what they did in response to it. It's just the fact pattern. I just, I just don't, I don't see it. I think with Oklahoma City, there's a lot more unanswered questions because the government doesn't have a logical statement of narrative that addresses even in a, in a complete sentence what happened. Whereas with 9-11, I think it does. And, you know, our government, I believe, is evil, and I'll stand by that. 
it's not the only evil actor that you can't have legitimately Islamist trying to attack us. But, you know, I, I keep an open mind to everything. But you got to really, you know, you got to really look at it. I do believe our government sure benefited from it and sure did a lot of bad things in response to 9-11. But again, it doesn't mean everything's like COVID that because they did bad responses, it means that they were behind it to begin with and contrived it. I think in some cases, I think it's true. Some cases not. Stuff does happen naturally as well as bad actors that aren't related to the government. You know, it's also our government's incompetent and was politically correct with fighting Islam and immigration and visas and things like that. But I wasn't bothered by their questions. The stuff that I presented to you just on one issue, the moon stuff, does bother me. I'm not saying there aren't legitimate answers to it. I haven't seen anything that satisfies it yet. And I think, see, most things are dead issues, like the JFK assassination. You know, it's called, I don't know if they're, without declassifying documents, I don't know if there's much you're going to glean now from before. Whereas with this, we're literally reliving a, a, a race to the moon as if it never happened, which is bizarre. So I think if, if I'm correct in some of my concerns, I think if, I'm just warning you, watch that carefully. Watch carefully, now that I told you this, if you haven't been following it, watch what they're saying and watch what they do in the coming months and next few years. It's going to be very instructive. And by the way, it's all too convenient that, see, to say, oh my gosh, let's go back to the moon and spend another 10 years to try to like develop it. So people are going to start asking, wait, wait, how do you, when do you ever not have something you had 50 years ago when you had 0.0001% of the technology? So that's how they pepper it with the moon and Mars. So that makes it look like, oh, no, no, we are advancing. Um, or um, they say, no, there's a nuance. We're going to go to the South Pole of the moon that we never did before. So that poses new challenges and whatever. Um, but it just, to me, all I could tell you is, in my mind, if you look at all of the technology that deals with the astronaut health, rockets, um, radiation protection, navigation, and you compare it to the, the Apollo era, if we were able to go to the moon within three days just without a hitch five times, by now we should have been on Pluto. That's all I'm telling you. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, I always thought, okay, you know, it just it wasn't worth it. It was kind of, you know, disappointing in the end. It was a nice morale boost. It was a great accomplishment, but we didn't really discover much. What are you going to do with it? So space is space. God meant for the Earth to be populated and nothing else, so that's what it is, you know. Um, you're not going to find anything, so it wasn't worth the money. But if you research this, these are not conspiracy theorists. This is not what the government is saying, and their actions don't reflect that. It reflects that they literally lost everything, don't have anything, don't know anything, have to rebuild everything from scratch, and it's going to take even longer than it took originally. And that just doesn't add up. And we're not scrapped for cash. Okay, that's one thing. On the most trivial things, we spend more money. They'll, on some of these bills you guys have never heard of, that a few people like, like us follow... Um, you know, it, <laughs> it turns out that, 
we spend more money than what it would cost to go to the moon. You know, there's so much depression and morale in America across all people now. It would be such a great morale booster. Why is it so hard? And again, I was born into thinking, this is not about, I'm not speaking down to you. I'm literally speaking about myself. I'm speaking out loud. It's funny, I I blew through the hour not getting to any of the news of the day I wanted to, um, but we'll, we'll get back to that. And I myself, with vaccines, I was born into, and I'm like, how could you be that stupid into thinking that you're a threat to someone else if they have the vaccine and you don't, and like it either works or doesn't. And I was like, well, I kind of thought that too, I guess. I bought into that. Because I was born into this like mentality. If this is all you see, it's it's an intellectual ghetto. It's like if you're born in a in a cave, you don't think there's a world outside of it. That's the confines of it. And I thought like the vaccines created the world and you know, everything is good and whatever. So I never inquired about it. But yeah, I went out and got an MMR just a year before COVID when the, you had that measles outbreak. Uh, you know, they said, oh, your age group, if you're like, you know, the kind of that, you know, Generation X into Generation Y age group, you might not have gotten enough doses, which sounds insane. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If I got the shot, what, what should I care if someone didn't get it? And I bought into that. And now, is it really debunked? That all the other things that you take God's creation from the time they're a baby and you are imperfect and you're in danger. And if we don't get, dump 72 shots and then if we don't stop it, but in, in a few years, it'll be up to 150, literally. 15 more mRNAs in every single person, no matter the threat assessment, no matter the threat of the virus, nothing. It, it, it will not do anything to tamper with your immune system, mental health, behavioral development, nothing. It's all good. Every concern, every concern on any shot for any person, no matter how, is debunked and wrong. I mean, really? It it doesn't mean I'm telling you I have concluded they're all bad for everyone at all. It needs an inquiry. That's the point. Inquiry. That is the word of the day. Don't trust. Verify. And when you start peeling back, you're like, oh, I myself was making stuff up that even the government's not saying. Just because we try to, you look at like, you look at their own words, their own actions, papers in the mainstream, and they lead you to believe there's at least some magnitude of order, greater discussion about this than we even imagined. So I don't know. Again, don't run with this that to think I have concluded that all these things pick the top 10 so-called conspiracy theories the last half a century that I suddenly believe all of them conclusively happened the way the conspiracy theorists say. But what I am saying is that on a lot of things, you do have to revisit them as time goes on and you start seeing things that almost scream that that's what happened. Because remember, what we went through with COVID is worse than any of that. And it happened, and everyone bought into it. And not just, okay, you know, for two weeks you're scared. That's understandable. But for month after month, year after year, when any thinking person would 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 believe would understand this, any of you who have listened to the show for two years, it's like it's beyond a shadow of a doubt what's going on here. 
but you speak to some of our friends, you know, you speak to your friends, I speak to some of my friends, they're like, they don't get it. They still don't get it. I I, I meant to present today all the evidence of young people just dropping. We have so many ways of showing it is a cataclysmic level. And, and this is actually out in the open. Meaning, if you actually, if you're a news junkie, you'll actually see it. They'll say it's not the shot. But the phenomenon is there. But you speak to your average person, they'll still be like, no, 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 people aren't dropping. Like, wait, you're not even saying what the mainstream media is saying now. Because they can't believe it. Their brains were trained never to go outside of that. Question everything you see that your gut, your instinct, your logic demonstrates is a problem. Don't conclude immediately, but your suspicions should be followed up on. And certainly politically, things that affect us, we got to realize you can no longer just say, it's science, I don't know anything about science. Because let me tell you something, most people don't know much about science either. Okay? And the amount of things scientifically, and certainly medically, that the industries will make you believe that they have nailed down a scientific law are either unclear or often the opposite is true. It's scientific law that what they're saying is bullcrap. So anyway, curious what you guys think about this, what you think is the most consequential lie of our time of recent history that's going to either be exposed in the future, that's going to come out, that affects our lives that we've been lied to. I shudder to think about it, but that shuddering should not prevent us from inquiring about what actually matters. So we're going to get back to regular programming, some guests later this week. Let me know what you think. Send the show to your friends. Unless you're too scared, they'll think you're kooky. Um, But I'm curious what you guys think. Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com is the email. C19truthbombs at telegram. Always subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating with a comment at iTunes. It really does help because I'm not on social media anymore. I can't promote the show. My company can't promote the show because they'll get banned. So the way to really juice things up with the iTunes algorithm is if you can just leave a nice comment it's it's so heart touching what some of you have done for me but if you can keep doing that get everyone you can to do that give us a five star rating it will help until tomorrow God bless y'all and thank you for listening